Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And you are ready to say goodbye to all that, except in reverse. I'm saying goodbye to all that. Are you going to write a Didion-style essay about your journey? No, I have to write, who's like the New York version of Joan Didion? Um, Gia Tolentino, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Roxanne Gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh carrie bradshaw yeah carrie bradshaw that's yeah i guess she uh, is like the gen x joan didion yeah sad. um the yeah um i'm leaving on a jet plane in about a week or a little over a week i'm very stressed out i'm feeling all kinds of emotions happy sad excited stressed worried anxious they're really basically maybe two or three emotions that i'm feeling it's a lot. no because you're you're doing a big cross-country move which is always really stressful, stressful and you're starting school which is like that's stressful too i know the school part is the easiest part i have barely thought about it honestly. yeah you just like give an apple to the teacher sharpen your pencils and yeah sit well i don't know i think class school has probably changed a lot since i was in undergrad oh my god I can't even I mean you're probably like I'm so old that I didn't even have a laptop when I like I didn't like I think do, don't people just like bring their laptops to school yeah and... I mean I had a laptop but I never brought it to class I just like did my homework on it and I do not intend to bring it to well I guess I'll be bringing it with me because I guess I got used to it when we were at UCB and stuff like oh, that like yeah well, what am I talking about? I've been bringing my laptop to things for like for like meetings and stuff for like the lot for years. But to me, a class, I'm like, oh, you just bring like a notebook. Yeah, trapper keeper, a peachy folder. Yeah, whatever. So, I guess I'll be bringing it. I'll have to figure out what like notes taking system works best for me. It might 
still be the old pen and paper why not or just do it bring a little uh or record the lectures on or you're oh probably not i mean they'll probably kill you because you know you could expose them for something oh yeah i mean uh, i don't know what but i just feel like to me like recording in class feels like oh someone's gonna put that on the internet i don't know i feel like they called all of the me too teachers at nyu a long time ago um they must have i mean there's probably a whole new generation but literally half of like the acting teachers i had uh have had to resign in disgrace because they were sleeping I, with students yeah i can't believe that like there still are theater departments or they really should any, outlaw them or like the entire university system it's like just one big you it's know, one big predatory. epstein yeah epstein island <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, that's the thing. Like when I was young, I would like get good grades by being like precocious and like flirting with my teacher. Like that was all I did. It was just like flirting with some old guy. That was my education. So <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, nowadays they don't want it and it wouldn't work anymore. So I'm just uh, I'm at a loss. We'll have to see. You're going to actually have to like uh, listen in class and do the work. <laughs> I guess so. I used to just always like, um, I don't know. I would always just like have some opinion (laughs) and that was like basically how I got through it, but that's fine. Uh, are you the type of student who like first day, are you going to like hang out in the, in the back and just sort of like be a quiet presence or are you going to like sit in front and do like raise your hand? Oh, first day I'm going to be quiet. I'm always like pretty reserved when I meet new people I think that's the best way to be honestly and like you know get a get a feel for everything before you kind of really put yourself out there um you know the world needs people who are going to sit in the front and raise their hand and whatever because that's how you get the ball rolling but it I'm not that person yeah yeah um I like, in fact, there's been like a discord that I'm like vaguely aware that there's a conversation happening on it that I haven't even commented on yet for like everyone in the class. So I'm gonna oh, really? Do they're doing it on discord. I mean, they're just like talking. It's like they set it up themselves to like yeah. get to like, oh, I'm moving or like, oh, did you do the reading yet or whatever? Oh, that's cool. Mm hmm. And I'm going to have to get on that. I'm like, ooh, I'm like too shy to go on Discord because I'm afraid I'll do a typo. I'm too shy to meet in person because they'll see that I'm old. Basically, I can't win. Oh, you're going to impress them with both your beauty and your brains the first day. Thank you. <laughs> well, I uh, I don't think I'm actually, I'm probably the oldest person in the class, but who knows? But I don't think... I'm that much like I'm not not like cartoonishly older than the like second oldest person, you know, like I think other I think there are other people in their like mid 30s. Oh, yeah. No, you're not. It's not going to be like who's like, you know how when we would take improv classes, there'd always be like the one like person like who's old. very well, and, and good for now. I'm like, uh, like good for them. It's awesome that anyone like puts themselves out there in any capacity in any I situation can't believe, in life. I know. I can't believe those people would like show up and they would always be like, 
And then they, there would always come a point in the middle of the class where you had been like quietly making fun of them the entire time and like rolling your eyes and being like, they're not an artist and a comedic genius like me and my friends. And then they would be like, I'm a hospice nurse or like my son died in my arms or something. Like they would always have the most fucked up story in my experience. Yeah. And like by the end, I mean, even if you're like a snotty little 20 something by the end, it's like. Even if they're not maybe the most talented people in the world, you like they earn your respect just by like being there and showing up and like being enthusiastic. Well, usually the teacher would like have some sort of moment with them where they would like have them on stage, like tell their story and there would be like some sort of connection. And once the teacher had their back, you'd be like, I can't really do anything. No. Um, another. um educational system that i got through by yeah. fucking everybody <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah there uh, you go wow so yeah you got you got basically just a week left in la before i mean before just you're a back week in a left months. in la i know i might i don't know i'm not gonna have like a going away party i might send out an email and be like hey like let's have a drink because there's so many people that i'm like oh fuck i haven't even seen them yeah, but I don't know. Uh, if you do, you do. If you don't, you know, you'll be back. I'll be back. No pressure. Yeah, um, no we pressure. are gonna have a really great. Uh, We're gonna have goop approved dinner tomorrow night. Yeah, but don't say where because they'll come kill us. Oh yeah, the, all of our stalkers. We'll tell you after. Um, we'll give you a hint. It's a place that Gwyneth has been. Okay, great. <laughs> Um, oh my god did you see our new five-star review on apple podcasts no i don't look at them after that person said i had glottal fry or whatever oh this one is pretty bad i mean it's a five star but it's a really mean five star oh what they say it's pretty funny actually um it's okay. very short because i just get i i guess i signed up for something called like chart hop or something where it tells me like oh you're ranked you know 102 in comedy podcasts in american samoa or whatever okay <laughs> so i'll get those but then whenever like someone writes a new review it'll just like email me oh, nightmare this one um five stars the... wait do i even want to hear this uh you're gonna hear it okay um the title of the review is asmr and then it just says Listening to them detail their orthorexia helps me fall asleep. <laughs> oh, that's, I don't, that's fine. It's funny. I mean, what else? I don't know. This is like one of the sickest podcasts ever created. I mean, that basically is, it is just us detailing our orthorexia. They got it. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, maybe I really don't feel orthorexic because I eat yeah, so but... much garbage all the time. <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like you don't know what we're but i think i don't think that matters it's just it is orthorexia just like constantly thinking about food and like thinking about health and stuff yeah okay then i have it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well whatever anyway um it could be worse, it could be worse. uh did you want to talk about and just like that Yes, yes. So you you watched it today or last night? Last night. I like I'm all caught up so we can talk about it. I do. I mean, there's obviously a lot of problems with this streaming model, of course, as everyone knows. But I do love that a TV show will just like pop up at like two in the afternoon. <laughs> I know. Although I was really sad because that was how I got um 
succession spoiled for me, but that's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's well, let's talk about season two, episode eight of Dun 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 Da 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 Da, and just like that. I like that the show is just becoming an and just like that recap cast. <sighs> It's not. Yeah, I, we're going to talk about Goop, but we, we will talk about Goop. But um, I listen to. It's funny, like a lot of the like random sort of pop culture or TV podcasts that I listen to mm-hmm. have in the last couple of months just turned into and just like that recap well, podcast. I think everyone's on the same page here. You can't not think about. I think about it all the time, even when I went that like three week stretch of not watching it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now you're going to be right there. You can know. hit all the spots. You can go to Seema's hair salon on Madison Avenue. You can go to Che's Airbnb in Hudson Yards. You can do everything. Oh I know. I went, I've been to the restaurant they went to at the end where Seema showed up and was like surprised. Oh, what I restaurant actually, was that? That was the one that I told you that was right by the Virgin. That was the, um, it was like a Turkish thing. Oh. It was really good. It was okay. a... It was like someone you wouldn't expect, like Jose Andre or something. Oh, and does a Turkish? Yeah, it was like, let me, I'm going to, I can't remember what it's called. I'm going to look it up really fast while we talk about that. Because it's Um, the most, because of our orthorexia, this is the most important part Yes, so I have orthorexia, and then I guess, I I don't usually have OCD, but when I do my, and just like that notes before we go on the pod, I do need to like write them out because I feel like when I've tried to recap TV shows without having notes, it becomes a complete disaster. Oh, no, I think that's for the best. Um, So as I did last week, I've broken it down character by character because it is a pretty structurally like regimented show where each character has their own plot line every week. And it's very like it's I like the structure. Uh, So this week, Carrie yeah she, sorry i'm still i'm listening I'm yeah no still look, look it up and I'll, I'll i'll just start with carrie and then we can go down down the, the call sheet okay. um so carrie is you know has been with aiden for is it like it's like three months after the last episode or something two or three months uh, you know this is too much for me i can't really like i can't really keep up with the timeline of it because the last one was valentine's day and it's not summer yet because they haven't gone to the Hamptons. They're so it's still some, planning their yeah. summer in the Hamptons. Somewhere between February and June. Uh, and so Aiden has been going back and forth, uh, hooking up with Carrie at a hotel because, you know, he won't go into her uh, her house. And then he's back half of the time in Virginia with his kids. Um, but they're racking up huge hotel bills. So Carrie needs to find like an alternative like fuck pad for her and Aiden um so yeah. she swings by the the old uh vet office and asks Che if um if they can Airbnb uh or if they can rent Air- Che's Airbnb and they do and of course Che being Che there's literally nothing like no pots and pans no spoons no pepper mill no tongs in the apartment so this is what i don't understand where is che living when carrie makes this proposition they had one quick line che said that they're crashing at their grandma's apartment it was a very it was like blink and you miss it because i was wondering the same thing i did and it. it was like a very quick like oh i'm crashing at my grandma's okay well that's an answer so 
Che is going to get to live at basically have the same thing as Carrie, where they're going to live at Carrie's house half the time and then their own house half the time. And Carrie is going to live at her house half the time and Che's house half the time. Yep. And Che has, I think, completely abandoned their dreams of stardom or being in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Uh, I don't really understand why they're even working at the vet because if you're like able to Airbnb your fancy apartment, that's hundreds of dollars coming in every fucking day. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and also not paying rent. And not paying rent because, I mean, maybe grandma's charging her a little bit, but probably not much. I don't think so for a couch. I mean, it's smart because, like, grandma's not going to live forever and then Che will inherit that apartment. And I mean, Che is, like, basically a landlord. She, They are a landlord. And mm-hmm. they have a lot of privilege having a grandma who lives in the city and has a place to live. Yeah, it's a really wild turn for this character to make so quickly. But I guess that's what happens. In the- yeah. Um, so Carrie and Aiden yeah. just fuck and get like kitchen appliances and they have to be like sort of uh, secretive about living there because the Chase landlord doesn't want them to like Airbnb it out. So they have this stupid like Rocky Horror Picture Show pseudonyms, Brad and Janet. It It made no sense. He just tries to make up a fake name. Then he's like, where did I come up with that? And she was like, it's from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he's like, oh, yeah, I must have been in the back of my mind. So, yeah, they are cousin Brad and cousin Janet living at Hudson Yards. Um, Oh, and then the other big thing that Carrie does is she confesses to Miranda that marrying Big might have been a mistake. And she should have been with Aiden all along. To me, was felt really forced. I hated that moment. So. I don't think that and just like that is as good as the original sex in the city although I will watch it as long as they keep putting it out I'll keep watching it I will watch it until Sarah Jessica Parker is in the grave but I felt like it just felt kind of like soapy and dumb like Let's try to extend this love triangle like beyond the grave like yeah you it's like let it go like come on and who would really say that like even if she was thinking it like I just don't think anyone would say that if their husband had been dead for like a year and it ruined her life and she like had to write a book about it and like go through I mean like the whole premise of the show was like her life was thrown into turmoil because her husband died and so to be like oh I made I just don't think anyone would say that Yeah. And it seemed like, I mean, we didn't, you know, we didn't see them very much in the, you know, 20 years previously, but it seemed like they had a relatively happy marriage. It wasn't like Carrie was deeply unhappy with Big. So you would think that after his death, if anything, you would sort of put like rose colored glasses on and like the memories would grow in estimation rather than than the opposite. Yeah. I mean, you know, Big was, you know, very shitty before they got married like in yeah the but show, she knew that piece of shit to her but she's a piece of shit too like they're all pieces of shit totally uh but she's she's never orgasmed as hard as she does with aiden um because yeah, she couldn't let herself go before because she was always like holding a piece yeah. of her that actually made a little bit of sense to me that did like if you're 
if you're like worried or like stressed out about this other person in your life, yeah, then I you're agree. not gonna like actually sort of be totally present with the other person. Well, yeah, because like she was cheating on Aiden with Mr. Big the whole time. Oh yeah, I did see. I, I there's so much of the original show I didn't see. I didn't. I don't really know the mechanics of. Well, it wasn't like the whole time, but I don't think. I don't even think it was. I can't remember. There's like she's Mr. Big married. I think it was like after Mr. Big married Natasha, I think was the wife. And then she like starts dating Aiden and Aiden is like this breath of fresh air, but he's too like, that's the other problem I've always had with Aiden where it's like on the one hand, he's supposed to be this like cool New York furniture designer guy. And like his rugged thing is like really like, it's very like manicured and presentational it's there's nothing like too authentic about it you know it's just like kind of like a he's like a sex in the city version of like a rugged like kind of guy but then he's always like oh this big city life is too much for me or whatever and has like really bad taste when she goes to his house it's like really disgusting and but it doesn't make sense because he's a he's like a huge like millionaire furniture designer. I, I don't know. I've never really gotten my head around that piece. Yeah, either. he just from this, it seems like he seems like a pleasant character, but I still I don't feel like I know him at all. I mean, that's basically all there is to it. And that he basically just existed for Carrie to like, you know, cheat on him with Mr. Big. And yeah. that was it. But it was like and he, they got engaged and and she freaked out okay uh and then we have miranda who has started her internship at human rights watch where she is you know in her 50s and all the other interns are in their 20s Yeah, relatable to me totally um and she gets instantly gets preferential treatment because of her experience um she's allowed to go into meetings and take notes while the other people just have to do like research or whatever yeah and and the other girls are really mean to her and hate her because of it which i understand i mean i get i get miranda's point of view but i also get these girls point of view of like this is like a new intern and we've been here for months and she's yeah like leapfrogging us but she's also like not really leapfrogging them because she has like the lawyer at the end is like you have 30 years of experience of exactly yeah so the boss is basically tells her to not feel bad about getting preferential treatment because she has so much experience and she's like the best person for the job um and so i guess that result i mean we'll see because like the the lawyer now is going to be on maternity leave and so we'll see if like miranda and the two 20 something interns are still going to be like characters going forward I feel like Miranda, they need to just, like, get her, like, oh, Miranda, like, you're hired and you have a normal job again and, like, we can stop this stupid, like, spiral thing that you're in because it's too much. Yeah, I feel like this whole season is basically set resetting all the characters back to, like, their original dynamics. Um, I mean, I guess, like, well... Yeah, well, they made up a new, you're right, they, like, reignited the Carrie Aiden big love triangle from beyond the grave, which is, okay. Miranda, I mean, in the show, Miranda was always, like, a 
like she wasn't like an intern she was always but like, she was like a lawyer she had just, like a working woman who wasn't like an alcoholic and like obsessed with a non-binary comedian no yeah she was like a norm she was like the alpha she was like yeah. the one who was like always like had her head on straight and she was um like very pragmatic and she would oh, like never understood when everybody was being so like she was like a very like anti-romantic and she like didn't understand like their love of fashion and she would be like oh I just care about my job is like being a lawyer <laughs> she was in corporate law and like sure. whatever I don't understand why she was friends with them and I still don't but it doesn't matter that is a question I ask myself about all these characters every single day yeah none of them I mean it's the only two that make sense to me to actually be friends with each other i mean i guess i can see charlotte and carrie i can sort of see charlotte and carrie i definitely could see carrie and Seema being real friends yeah and charlotte and anthony to me seem like real friends but to me the only ones that ever made actual sense were carrie and samantha yeah 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 um because they were like the same they were just like sluts who love to go shopping yeah. um but I guess those days are gone, except for coming back in a one line on a phone call or something. There was a little foreshadowing going on in this episode when Charlotte was, you know, pining over an old photo of the four of them. But she was not missing Samantha. She was missing being thin in her 30s. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even (laughs) I didn't even get that. But you're totally right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Charlotte um, is about to start work at her gallery, and she and LTW go shopping for a dress, and there's this really pretty dress, but it's like a little too tight around the belly, and Charlotte freaks out about her weight and her age, and goes on a crash bone broth diet that Harry um, doesn't pay attention to. Relatable. Totally. I know. It's like when either of our partners have to hear about our weird food oh, stuff yes. they just tune out which is although um, the smart thing to do not to be too diet not to be too orthorexic but i can't help it um when i went to new york i even though i was walking like fifteen thousand steps a day i still gained like four or five pounds because i was like eating crazy and just the hotel stuff of it all and then when i got back to town i didn't diet at all i just went back to normal eating and i lost it all oh look at that so you know i guess what they say is true See, it's easy, but you're uh, you're not in your fifties. It's no. not going to be like that when you're Charlotte's age. I don't know. Uh, tell. So, so Charlotte is really worried about looking fat and old at her job, and um, she's really nervous going in the first day. And she walks into the gallery, and there's two like stunning model esque twenty something gallery girls there waiting for her, and she's freaking out even more. And then they're like, oh, you're, um, the boss is going to show you to your office or whatever they do. And then comes down the stairs is uh, a fat woman, a lovely, larger woman who is really friendly and confident. And I guess just the fact that there is a fat, confident woman at the gallery makes Charlotte That's her feel yeah, better about herself. It's like a very fucked up dynamic. Uh, and then she strange. like throw, goes to the bathroom, throws her spanks in the trash, yeah. puts on the belt that was highlighting her waist and making in a bad way before, but now she likes it. And like, I guess someone like Charlotte, I could see that is like an honest reaction because like people have so much, you know, both internalized and externalized 
like prejudice and fat phobia or whatever um but i think for the show because they obviously are smart enough to know they could not make the fat woman the butt of the joke at least they did that yeah um but like they still i felt like didn't really get it was still just like a, a, i don't know i felt like a dud of a punchline it was just like okay I mean, I didn't think it was supposed to be like a joke. I felt like I, I don't know. See, like, I don't think they knew what it was even supposed to be like, like inspirational or something. I feel like this whole and just but, like that yeah. is supposed to be like empowering. I guess. And they're like now women of all types are like insects in the city. But but not really, because this I mean, maybe this character will be a bigger character going forward. But like she didn't have a real character or personality. She was just there like. Even though her size wasn't the butt of the joke, her size was still like her defining characteristic. Well, it wasn't like, yeah, like I didn't really, I got it more. I feel like, yes, in Sex in the City, I think that would have been the joke. I feel like in, and just like that, they tried to make it like an uplifting moment. Sure. But I feel like the show in its heart wanted it to be a joke. And that's why it was just like, what's going on? uh yeah it was yeah they they couldn't it was sort of neither here nor there it is funny i'm re-watching seinfeld um because john my husband has never seen it before and there's a whole like plot that literally lasts for episodes where kramer has gotten kicked in the head and like the joke is like he just sort of talks in like like a quote-unquote like foreign gibberish all the time like he'll do oh. like a weird asian voice or like a weird spanish voice really and it, yeah and it's like the most know. hilarious thing anyone has ever heard mm. i love seinfeld but i'm one of those people who doesn't I, I need a break from it i've needed a break from it for for a while uh i hadn't i you know watched it constantly like when it was on and then afterwards like because it was in syndication and but i probably haven't watched it regularly for at least 20 years so it's really it's really fun going back and watching it again I don't watch it regularly but it's definitely like I don't think I've gone a month of my life ever without seeing one episode of Seinfeld oh wow and like it's definitely our sh like some people like put the office on Ugh. as like their background no show. offense like, if that's your background show but and I don't think it's anyone's anymore because they took it off Netflix but ours is definitely like we will just like throw Seinfeld on while we're just like doing other stuff yeah, yeah yeah. so I just have like a lot but I feel like I'm just but I just don't um I don't like when I get to the point that I'm like bored with Seinfeld because I hold it in such high esteem and I you just need to wanna, take some like, breaks yeah I need some breaks yeah even my favorite tv shows in the world I don't like to rewatch more than like once a decade yeah that makes sense I mean I never rewatch well most of my favorite tv shows don't hold up I mean, mine are probably Seinfeld, Twin Peaks, I Love Lucy, and Melrose Place. And those are the those are real easy watching. I mean, Melrose Place does get a little rough after about season four. I think I've never really been able to get through the second season of Twin Peaks. Sorry. Oh, I mean, I get it. Like, it does get bad, but it's like the middle of the second season is really bad and they're just like spinning their wheels. But then the end of the second season is fantastic. And then obviously Firewalk with me and the return are like straight up masterpieces. Maybe I'll, well, I'm not going to watch, I'm not watching anything new for the next two years. So no, you have no time. No, <laughs> I'm already behind. So 
I'm supposed to watch like five TV series in the next like week. What are you supposed to watch? I don't know. I don't even know. I shouldn't be saying this on a podcast. I'm going to get out of the school. Oh, is it? There's... Is it privileged information? No, I just don't want to admit that I like haven't been doing my homework. Oh. Um, I have like four plays to read and like five movies and like slash plays screenplays to read and then I think for the shows I don't know like Succession was one where like I'm not gonna have to rewatch that um I think I have to watch the second season of Yellow Jackets like it'll be fine because it's just like okay. watching tv and I've already the second seen, like, season so of Yellow Jackets is I so couldn't bad. I know that I think that's why I'm putting it off like I haven't um I was so disappointed yeah, because the first season was so great and it was so fun and interesting and propulsive. And then I I just assumed, I don't know, because with like Lost and with all those shows that like really dipped in their second season, I just assumed that like nowadays that's not going to happen because they like the writers will just have a very clear outline of like the whole thing from the beginning and like know what they want to do. But it seems like the same thing happened with Yellow Jackets is they like literally didn't know what to do and they just... I don't know if it was also like the actors couldn't shoot together or something. Cause like everyone was out on their own plot lines the whole season. It was just so weird. Also these, like how many years was it between seasons? Was it a normal break? I think it was pretty, it was like, it wasn't that much more than a year. I think it was like pretty normal. It might just know. be like the binging model or whatever, because I feel like with so many of these shows, I'll binge a season in a week or whatever. And then by the time I need to, like, it's, it's like, not like, oh, I've been watching this show once a week for X amount of months. So it's kind of like in my head, it's like, I just feel like, oh, that was like an experience. I don't really remember it. From, yeah. Which is know. why I really, I hate binging shows. And I, even if like, even if a show comes out and I really like it, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it more than once a week, but I'll probably just watch like one episode a day at the most. Um, but I would much prefer everything to come out weekly, just as a as a consumer of television. Sure. Um, like I'm loving the new season of Justified, and that's like coming out once a week. It's like old times. It's just wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the good shows are still usually once a week, like that, like yeah. Succession, <laughs> the only show I've ever liked. <laughs> um, I don't know what else. Oh, I now we're. I feel like. What are you saying? Oh, I was going to go back to and just like that. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, Anthony, his plot line is, again, very strange. Um, he fires Giuseppe, the um, well-hung poet from the previous episode, uh, once he knows that he's gay, um, because it's like he won't be able to keep his hands to himself or something. It's very weird. It's like, I'm going to, like, fuck you if I don't fire you. He's too, he's I too get it. It's like, I mean, I, I mean, maybe not that level, but he's like, oh, I like have feelings for you. So I can't work with you would be another way to put that. For sure. But it seems more of, um, yeah. I mean, I, well, I the understand. He finds out he's gay. It, it pops up. But also but that... Giuseppe kind of like is getting inappropriate with him. Well, that's the thing is like Giuseppe's Italian. Mm. I think like the the culture is like, I don't think 
I don't think Giuseppe would have cared if Anthony kept him on and just like constantly sexually harassed him. Like he's yeah. probably used to that. But uh, but he doesn't. He's like pissed off that Anthony's going to fire him. So he's sort of half jokingly says like, I'm going to get a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And then and then at the end, he just um starts making out with Anthony and says, I quit. So I guess now they're like dating, but he's not working. Except he needs a job. He's a fucking poet. I would be so pissed off. Well, I guess it's hard to get a job sitting in the bookstore. I guess he's he must be independently wealthy. That's true. Like all these fucking people. Well, like if you look like that, sorry, if you look like that, you're never going to be poor. Like Mm -hmm. you have so many options from modeling to sex work to whatever you want to do. Yeah. fans. like you're never going to be poor if you look like that. Yeah. The spectrum. And if you have a dick like that. That's a good point. So the bakery was probably a hobby anyway, but I guess he just likes uh, Anthony. Anthony's a cute, like he's he's a cute guy. I get it. He's a business owner. Yeah, he's yeah. funny. Yeah, he's super funny. And if he likes, you know, if he like older guys, because he's probably 30 years older than Giuseppe. Yeah. No. I like I like Anthony. Totally. Um yeah. And uh, then what else happened on and just like that? Okay. Then yeah, that was it, right? That was pretty much it. Yeah. Che um basically does nothing still working at the vet uh Seema oh Seema's like pissed off that Carrie's with Aiden now because like their little girl's trip to the Hamptons like is going to be a different dynamic if Aiden's there yeah so Seema like cancels their booking for their house in the Hamptons they were going to get she's like because I don't want Aiden coming and now he's going to come but I just think it's weird that she wasn't because if I were booking that I would say wait, is he going to come to the Hamptons? Cause I don't think there's room for three a year. I would just say something like that. I wouldn't, but instead Seema, Seema just like cancels the booking and stops talking to Carrie. Yeah. And I, I sort of get that. Cause Seema does seem like the type of person. I mean, she is like a very sort of outgoing, you know, forward person in certain respects, but I do think she is like uncomfortable around like difficult emotions sometimes. So I could see how she just sort of compartmentalizes and says, I'm not going to deal with this rather than, and Carrie is so like, let's talk through our feelings, blah, blah, blah. And I really do get where Seema's coming from. Like if, if you're already sort of like a little bit sad about being single and like, you know, she's of a certain age, she said she's never been in a long-term relationship. Um, So I could see how like Carrie's like new puppy love with Aiden would be like deeply annoying yeah but um, it's also like none of her business yeah and like you're still i don't know i i get it but also i think i've been i've been the third wheel enough in certain situations that like you're still gonna be in the fucking hamptons and like who can like have fun but whatever but it is weird that yeah, she canceled would, the whole thing without even talking to carrie without even just saying like oh were you thinking because what if you know if i were carrie I would still, I would never, my, I would never say like, oh, I'll bring this guy with me to the Hamptons, to this house that my friend rented for us. I would always like talk that through with them. And I would probably be like, oh, I'm going to be in the Hamptons for however many weeks, like figure it out. Like Aiden's an adult. He can figure his shit out. He's been coming to New York every other week or whatever. Their whole, honestly, I find everybody's like apartment bullshit to be very relatable and comforting as well. I'm like, okay, like. I too am subletting in LA. I have an apartment in New York. I feel very unmoored and very confused about where I live. 
And I, I, I like seeing Carrie and Miranda have these absolutely like unbelievably stressful and, um, unsustainable living situations. It is amazing that so many people that are like wealthy and like in their fifties are basically like unhoused on the show. Yeah. They're just like hopping around. They're like couch Especially surfing. When Carrie also like, she could have just stayed in her apartment with that she had with Mr. Big. That's what I would have done. Well, I could see she that there's like too many memories. Uh, I I could see how you'd want to get out of there after your um spouse dies for sure. After you like find him in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then to go back and like she had a, that other place is like an amazing apartment. So I I get why she moved back, but. Her bedroom just skews me out with that like tiny little bed. It's like the whole thing is like very arrested development. Well, like I just don't think that I don't know. I could see someone if you like had because I guess like they bought the building. She like owns the whole building now. Mm. I think, right? Is like Probably. what I is was my guess. So I think in real life, Carrie would kick that jewelry maker girl out and like turn the whole thing into like a mansion, like in like one big like house. Oh, for sure. Um, but in the world of Sex in the City, I guess she's. And I was like, wait, are there only two apartments? How does it work? Uh, Is it like I, a usually, duplex? Usually, those places are like four stories, so I'd imagine there's one apartment per floor. So I I would assume usually those brownstones like four stories. So there's probably four apartments, but who knows? Because she only has her and the girl down the jewelry maker girl. There's yeah, I, don't I don't think there's anyone else who lives there. I don't know if we're we're just we just haven't met them or we're supposed to think that it's just the two of them. I have no idea. Well, uh, whatever. Yeah. And then LTW, her only scene is Charlotte with Charlotte buying the dress, and then Naya who was LTW. Has... Huh? LTW? What does that mean? Who is Lisa that? Todd Wexley? Oh. Charlotte's friend? I didn't know we called her LTW. Oh, I feel like that's what everyone calls me. Is that the actress or the character? The character. I've never heard. I didn't know she was called LTW. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, I don't think I made that up. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's just one of those three, three named initials people. Uh, and then Naya has completely disappeared off the face of the earth. I Yeah, what happened to her? I, her I really think they literally I think they're I, I don't I think they have to write her off the show. Like I don't know. The only thing the only possibility I saw for her was to like start dating Miranda, but it doesn't seem like because is Naya supposed to be bi? I forget she had like an ex-girlfriend, right? And then she just broke up with her husband, right? Wasn't it like her fiance? Or fiance, yeah. Or her husband. I don't remember. No, I don't know what it was. He wanted kids and he was a musician. And yeah. then Miranda lived moved into her spare bedroom. But I swear she mentioned that she used to like go out with women. So I thought that that was sort of foreshadowing that she and Miranda would start dating. But now she's just not on the show. I thought that Carrie and Aiden were going to be broken up by the end of this episode. <laughs> I, I mean, When it started. It's like they they either have to break up or he's just going to be a main character on the show because that whole thing where he's like oh yeah i have this house in virginia and whatever is just like um 
and, and they're like, you're going to go to a house in Virginia. It's like the same shit. Like, oh yeah, Aiden's like a country boy and Carrie doesn't like, isn't or whatever. It's the same yeah. stupid dynamic that they had in the old one. But she go- she Googles country house Norfolk and uh, she sees that these houses there are like really beautiful and remind her of Howard's End. But then mm-hmm. Seema um, notices that she googled norfolk uk and not norfolk virginia (laughs) so we don't we don't know what aiden's real uh, country house looks like we don't know i don't know where that is but i have been to virginia because my brother lives in dc and um it's nice it's pretty yeah it's humid humid so that's and just like that what do we, we have two more episodes after this i don't know it doesn't matter it just keeps coming and we just keep watching it i do hope that I hope that it just never stops. Though. Me too. I was fantasizing if I was like a Kim Jong Un style dictator. Yeah. I would make them like shoot a whole episode every day, like a daytime soap. I would run them into the ground and like make like 365 episodes of in just like that a, a year. Yeah. I think I would too. And Samantha would be in every yep. one. Absolutely. No questions asked. Although I do really like Seema. I do. I would, I honestly like, I mean, not all the characters always get a lot of stuff to do, but I truly would not like, I would not kick off any characters. I would, I would just keep adding them. I would, I would, I would just keep adding more characters. I mean, I do think that that's what's missing from the show. Like, I think that the reason it's not like funny and it's kind of like a little like, okay is because that character isn't there and um kim cattrall isn't i mean she was like i don't know i think that she's like the funniest actress on the show like she's like and her character was like that like that's what i think it's missing like there's it's never funny it's just like kind of dumb well she just brought like a different energy like sometimes a little bit of a broader comic energy which the show tends to get like maudlin if there's not someone there doing her like sexy one-liners. Yeah, doing like her stupid little things, which also like it wouldn't it doesn't wouldn't work. I mean, like most of the stuff she said on that show, you like couldn't put on TV now. Like, but they... it would be fun to see the character of Samantha have to grapple. Like, if she's she's like a PR person, right? So she would have yeah. to like she even if she wouldn't agree with it, she would have to be up on like the contemporary like mores of society. Mm-hmm. And so it would be it would be funny to watch her try to navigate that for sure and that's why they had the falling out on the show because carrie fired her oh right that's so funny <laughs> oh and the restaurant is called zatina zatina so sad i'm so i'm a decade behind new york restaurants i don't know what any of these places are i don't know you know what most of them are i just like not this one um right. and that's and just like that. And that's and just like that. Um, oh, they have one in Washington, D.C. too. Um, oh, yeah. Jose Andres is from, I think he's from Washington, D.C. Or like he, that's where he like started his career. Well, anyway. Did you, did you read the receipt? I'm like, okay, I have it open and I'm like trying to read it right now. It's okay. It's well, I'll, I'll, you can read it and I'll sort of go over. It's um sort of. <laughs> It's actually a good one because it's like a little disgusting in a way that 
the receipts the receipts have been like pretty bland lately yeah and this one does go back to like a little bit of like what are you eating he seems a little bit like more crunchy and it's lower a she in- her thank you very oh, much sorry. she her well what i don't how am i supposed to know it's just words on a page i don't know it literally says in the very first section what are your pronouns she her okay well <laughs> sorry for misgendering the like anonymous, <laughs> anonymous field <laughs> scientist <laughs> um so she is a field scientist in a national park it actually sounds it sort of sounds like a fun job but then honestly if i had that job i would not like it i'd kill myself um she's 28 uh she makes about 30,000 a year um her rent is 475 a dream um she says she's an opportunistic omnivore she tries to eat as local as possible blah 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 farmer she has a farmer in her neighborhood um and then the food diary i mean i get she's like busy and she's like working out in the fields a lot so it's like it's not going to be that much like aspirational wish fulfillment but mm-hmm. There's a lot of Trader Joe's going on, which made me a little queasy. And then there's a a couple things that really um, threw me for a loop. So one thing I am impressed by, and I was like, I need to like, I need to like follow in this woman's footsteps budgeting wise. So she spends, she says her last grocery run was $143 at Winco, which I guess is just like a regular grocery store. And then about $50 at Trader Joe's. That lasts her, she says she goes once or twice a month. If it's once a month, then I'm like, that you are a budget queen. If it's twice a month, I'm not as impressed. Well, I just like, don't you're like, I don't understand people who say they go shopping once a month because, like, what about your spinach and your like berries? I assume she's also supplementing that with trips to like the farm stand or whatever. Okay. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, she eats a lot of tuna packets out in the field, olives and eggs. I mean, this is where it gets a little gross. Those are like the healthy things to eat, though. That's what everyone tells you to eat all the time. Yeah, no, I I, I don't think I've ever had tuna from a packet. I just had it for the first time like a week ago. Do you just sort of like squeeze it into your mouth? No, you like use a fork and like eat it. Or you can like scoop it onto like a cracker. Okay. It was Um, pretty good. It was like spicy. Oh, yeah, they're all, like, flavored. with the, yeah. the one that she likes is the Thai-flavored one. I don't know. I think that's the one that I got. I don't remember, actually. It had, like, sriracha or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and then, okay, so Monday, she's always out in the field. Her hands always smell like pond gunk. Um, so she has to wash her hands before she... Uh, she always has a smoothie for breakfast, spinach, banana, yogurt, um zucchini which is like why are you putting zucchini in your smoothie that sounds like an extra that sounds kind of goopy to me though it does it does doesn't it yeah um and then she says who's the one who says to put um i think goop aren't they the ones that have the the smoothie with like frozen cauliflower rice in it oh yeah that that just seems like a total waste of space because that at least zucchini has some sort of body and texture i don't know what you're Um. getting i don't know uh she has turmeric and fish oil supplements i deeply related to that um out in the field she eats some bread some beans olives blah 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 healthy very healthy um dinner is leftover thai food uh so it's monday tuesday 
she some coworker brings some scones to the office um some coffee cake oh okay and then this is where it gets gross so she did like meal prep over the weekend mm-hmm. she says um i brought in some of my meal prepped food for the week a bit of chicken that i had marinated in miso paste red cabbage roasted broccoli peanuts and some sesame oil seems fine Mm-hmm. I had cooked the chicken the night before and realized in the morning that I had left it out on the counter all night. Throw it out. I Throw debated out. I debated tossing it, but it Toss was it. The, it was the fancy organic free range chicken Who from cares? Safeway. What? And I, and a lot of work went into the miso marinade, so I took the chance and ate it. Okay, don't do that. Do you know there was oh my god. Do you know about that guy who died? Okay, first of all, I saw a TikTok about a guy who died doing it. So oh my God, right really? away, yes, really. But they were like, this guy ate food that had been sitting on the counter for two hours and then like his liver shut down and he died. Two hours? Okay, but it was, I did a little research and it was actually like it had been sitting out all week. So <laughs> they fucked it up, but it was like, and it was like cooked food, but just don't do after that. It's like if my food's been on the counter for two hours, I throw it out for more than an hour. Basically, I throw it out. If I find mold in anything, I throw it out. I'm like 100% insane now about it because I don't want my liver to shut down and I die. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little lax when it comes to that stuff. Like I will, I'll cook chicken at like four o'clock and then, you know, I'm doing something. John's doing a podcast and we don't eat for like until like 630, which mm. is sort of, I mean, even that is like, if you're like um trained in food safety as I am. And I am too, since I saw that TikTok. Oh yeah. You're not supposed to do that. But all night there'd be no, I mean, sorry, like. That's, it's rotten it's yeah you cannot you cannot take the chance to do that do not please do not do that if you're listening to this i don't want anyone to die you can die from it you're you're like oh i'll just throw up no you'll die and if i even ate a bite of that all even if i didn't feel sick i would just be constantly worried for like the next few days like i would just be catastrophizing that i would die of food poisoning so i don't know why you would do that to yourself i guess she didn't care but she I mean, doesn't care she, if she lives or dies. Yeah, she has a death wish. I mean, she made it though. She it didn't it didn't do I mean it was fine, I guess. And like how fancy could I'm sorry, like from safe whatever. I mean, it's organic it's chicken from it's Safeway, expensive. miso. And it's like I I I get the fact that like if you buy groceries, you're busy at work. This is like your weekly, like you you do all your meal prep for the week, and then it's like you're screwed. You literally don't have lunch the whole week and it's not like she works at an office where she can just order out for lunch she's in like a field so it's like what is she, like what is she what is she gonna eat i don't know it seems like there's non-stop scones and food yeah, trucks and all like sort of stuff like i don't know where's this field uh in some national park in washington it doesn't oh, say she what. Can get food. yeah um so she eats that she's fine and then she just keeps eating it for the rest of the week she just like plays with fire um she has that Tuesday. She makes a disgusting seeming pizza. I mean, the pizza dough sounds cool because like she makes the dough from scratch, but then she just has all these rotting vegetables in her fridge that she puts on the pizza. Hi. Zucchini, beet, pesto, and mozzarella. I would not care for beet pizza. Beet pizza? Yeah. Or zucchini. Zucchini is too like watery. It doesn't, I, it's not sturdy enough. For I do a... love a zucchini pizza. Like, um, 
that there's some New York Times recipe where it's just it's just two ingredients on pizza dough. It's zucchini and Gruyere cheese. And oh, it's so you told good. me about it. You told me about this before. It's oh, it's um based on um either Sullivan Street Bakery or Grand Daisy Bakery in New York. So you could you could get the real thing then. I'll go have the real deal. Um how many days a week can I eat a bagel? Oh, because my plan is to eat it every single day. I think it's, I mean, hey, calories first, in, calories out. If you eat a bagel every day, maybe just um don't have a lot of carbs for lunch. Even it out. I think you're fine. There's a bagel place like two, very close to mine. To where That's I'm amazing. Um, so then she says, the chicken sat well with me yesterday, so I decided it was safe to eat all week. Uh, okay. So I guess say so. Yeah. Um, then she's doing more tuna packets. She does an avocado toast, um, cheese and crackers. Uh, her friends bring her over a DiGiorno pizza, which is sort of it is. I mean, I get that you're in your twenties, but it is like a little funny to me that if you invite your friends over for dinner, that they're like bringing over a DiGiorno pizza. I wouldn't. I would stop being friends with them. Yeah, I mean, I would. I couldn't be friends with. I couldn't do that. I could see if it's like an ironic, like, oh my god, we're gonna have DiGiorno tonight, and you make like a whole thing out of it. Or if you like are like neighbors or something, if you're like best friends where you see each other like every single day, and someone just like brings over like whatever shit they're gonna have anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you're like, oh, I was gonna cook, and they're and they're like, oh no no no, don't cook. Um, I'll bring I'll bring something over, and then you're like, oh cool, like how exciting, and then they they're come like, over it's a and it's a short now. <laughs> Whatever, people are insane. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then yeah, just a lot more cheese and bread. Um, she cooks some farro. That actually sounds good. It's farro with uh water and butter, some red onion, cherry tomatoes, blah blah blah, pesto. A lot of pesto. Maybe I'll have that tonight. Last night I had pasta with tomatoes and with cherry tomatoes and pesto. Cherry tomatoes are really good right now. Yeah, they're good. Um, And then she has like her last Sunday night is some like big bonfire she does with all the scientists and they drink warm beer, which also made me wretch. And she makes hot dogs. Her her life isn't about food. Her life is about the park. Well, she cares enough about food to, like, submit to be on the receipt. But can you even submit to it? Don't you have to be, like, scouted? No, I think you can submit. How do you submit? There was, I looked it up once. There's uh, some editor, they have a link, and you either DM her or there's, like, a link you can send into. Maybe I'll submit. You should. I feel like, actually, I was going to say my food is... Like it would be really boring, but then I was like, it's definitely no more boring than anyone that's on. This I think thing. yours would be the longest one. It mine would be, like be in, mine would be insane. Just talking about my homemade cereal that I eat every morning, they would put me in a mental institution. I kind of want to submit too, but you have to put all your financial information in it. Yeah, but they don't check it. No, you can say whatever you want. What do you think the IRS is going to get you? Well, no, I just feel like, you know, I don't want people to know my business. Sure. Uh, uh, and then she ends the week with um some more tuna packets and cheese and dill pickles and 
life begins anew. I think I'm going to get some tuna packets. They're good for like travel on the go. Yeah. I only, I bought two and I ate them both and I've only ever had, that's all I've ever had of it, but it was fine. I'm really into for like a little afternoon pick me up snack. Um, I got like a giant, like five pound bag of dried mango from Costco. So good. Oh my God. It's fucking candy. It's so good. It's so good. Um, it's so did you get with sugar or no sugar? No sugar, but it's so much. I mean, it's so sweet because the mangoes just have so much sugar in them, but it's organic, yeah. no sweetener added that dried fruit. And then I got another dried fruit to add to my cereal. They do these. It, this is also at Costco. These golden raisins that are infused with blueberry and lavender flavor. Which How do they do it? I don't, it just says natural flavor. And I, I ate some and I was like, these are so sweet. They have to have added sugar in them. But I looked at the thing. They don't have any added sugar. It's just oh, raisins are sweet. Raisin, these are so sweet. They're really good. I had a, I always get embarrassed when I have to say pano, whatever, but like a pano raisin. Oh yeah. Pano raisin. <laughs> Which I normally hate. I would never actually want that, but they like brought it to my hotel. Like when I ordered pastries and it was just in there oh the balthazar one the balthazar one yeah. and it was so fucking good yeah but i would never like pick that yeah no i mean if you have a whole pastry case you're usually not picking the pano raisin but yeah it was great uh all right that's crossed off the docket oh food wise this week I just have, I just made taco salads and um, chicken piccata. And honestly, I love those are my piccata. two favorite foods. I don't chicken need piccata to is ever... my favorite food. Chicken piccata, the New York Times recipe, not the Allison Roman one, which has like fucking she like slices and fries the whole lemons, which I can't deal with. This is a classic one. It's just lemon juice, butter, capers. And then this chicken or this taco salad thing that um, Sola L. Whaley developed for the New York Times it's the way you do it it's pretty cool you i i use ground it's she says ground beef i just use ground turkey because i'm trying to you know eat less red meat or whatever so i do ground turkey with a little bit of oil in the pan you just brown it you sprinkle the chopped onions on top of the ground turkey don't move it for like seven minutes until it's all browned then you mix it together you add your spices um and then you add a whole can of beans with the bean juice on top, stir it again for just two minutes, and then you just put on your plate a layer of Fritos, a layer of the taco meat bean mix, or no, first a ton of iceberg lettuce, the beans and meat, and then just like shredded cheddar cheese, sour cream, avocado, pickled jalapenos, whatever you want. Perfect summer night meal. That sounds good. Um, okay, here's what I've had since I got back to LA. What have I been eating this week? I had yesterday, I made dinner. I made like, I'm just cleaning out my pantry because we're moving. So I had like some old from Trigger Warning Trader Joe's, the quinoa and brown rice pasta, which I do really like yeah. from there. And I just like had like a jar of pesto from Whole Foods. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Some cherry tomatoes that I got from Whole Foods and, um, oh, and a can of lentils. And I just like mixed some, that was it, basically. That sounds good. It was fine, you know, healthy, whatever. Then I had um, also... I've been like stress eating a little bit. I like walked myself to the other day. I like walked to Van Llewellyn ice cream by myself Yum. and like right before they closed at like 1030 and got an ice cream cone. What flavor? Honeycomb. Oh, that's a good one. It's what I always get there. I love it. My favorite's the pistachio. Um, oh, I've never, ha- I think I like got the honeycomb and I loved it and I've never yeah. gone there and not gotten the honeycomb. Um. Sometimes I go to the Rite Aid by me. I like I like to go on like a little nighttime walk and then as a treat get an ice cream cone. So like maybe I'll go to the Rite Aid and get an ice cream cone. Sometimes you, I don't get an ice cream cone. I I had to physically restrain myself from getting an ice cream the other day because now there's a salt and straw at the Americana. That's too fucked up. It's truly dangerous. 
there's a another thing I don't need in my life. Basically, people are going to be able to find out exactly where I live now, but um, where I'm moving New York, basically on one side of the street, it's like go downstairs. One side of the street is a bagel place that's good and on the other side of the street is a gelato place that's also really good yeah. and in between them is a pizza place so basically i'm fucked that's gonna be like my entire diet do they still have tasty delight in new york yeah i mean i think there was like they were sued because they would like back in the day it would be like tasty delight and it would be like it's like 10 calories for like a gallon <laughs> and everyone oh. just like went crazy eating it but i think it was like a complete lie the, as to like how much sugar truck? no 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 that's Mr. Softy. Oh, that's what I was thinking. What's Tasty Delight? Tasty Delight is like, um, it was like frozen yogurt, but it was supposedly like super low cal. And like every like anorexic person in the city would just gorge on it because it was like basically like that's no like the calories. Seinfeld yeah, too. it's exactly like this. I think that's probably what they based it on. Huh. Um, but I think it. they got sued out of ob- out of out of oblivion. Um, but it was really good and it was like very simple. It was just chocolate or vanilla. And then they had like toppings and stuff too. Um, but they were all over the place at a certain moment in time. Oh, look, is it T-A-S-T-I-D? Yes. Oh yeah. There's one, um, up oh. on the upper side. I was going to say, one if they right still have them, another be one. on the upper side. Yep. You'll have to go. Good. I will. Because that's one thing I'm gonna miss is my my menchies. Oh yeah. But there's all there's the frozen yogurt. There's like a pink berry right there, but mm. it won't be the same. Yeah, Tasty Delight is a real a real New York treat. All right, I'll um, go to Tasty Delight. I went to the, they have a menchies right by the Vidiots in Eagle Rock. Oh really? It's good. I love menchies. Yeah. Well, we have. Well, I told you that's where I saw that man probably. Yeah, I thought when I went there, I thought of that story. (laughs) But the one that's like right by me, we go to all the time. Uh, All right. I guess we should um, move on to the the news of the week, the newsletters, some some stuff. Yeah, there are some things happening in these newsletters. All right. Um, What's your best of the week? My best of the week was this little preamble from Gwyneth where she talks about, I don't know, I guess she's talking about the the podcast, which I didn't listen to because I, I can't, I really hate the podcast. No, I, I did not listen. I, I never listened to any of the ones that she doesn't host. But so first I was like, is this my craziest? Do I hate this? But I was like, she's making connections. She's like, so Glennon Doyle talks about who what am I a disciple of? Again, this is um, where I feel like people are using the power, like the power of language to destroy themselves. Like this is like, I am disciplined, which means I'm a disciple of something. And like, this is not a good way of thinking. Like just because the root word may have may have this initial meaning it doesn't mean that that's what the word actually means oh i didn't even make that connect i was like what is she rambling about okay now i understand I mean, what I'm she's assuming, talking about no i think you're right I, yeah i'm assuming it means like if you are disciplined you are a disciple Deci- and no, like okay. i feel like that's a very like modern like psychobabble bullshit internet thing where like we go back to the root word of what 
the word that we're of the word that we're using and try to say like you actually mean yeah. this because that's what that word actually means and it doesn't actually mean that no. and that's not how language works and even if it was how language worked you know that's not what i'm saying and i don't need to dig through this like linguistic maze to like try to discover something about myself like it's just a really like fucked up way of thinking I completely totally hate it but I like to see Gwyneth out there making the connections you know what am I a disciple of and then later with the other person a similar question who do I belong to because I like to think that she's asking herself those hard questions maybe coming up with some answers that challenge her I think so I mean I think whatever's happening she's going through something uh I do really appreciate that this actually was like a personal essay. I feel like in the last several weeks, it's just been like, I was in Italy. Here's a picture of me with gelato or whatever. This Um, is so much better than that. Yeah. Wait, I have a question. The Glennon Doyle thing, it says she was diagnosed with an in treatment for anorexia. Is that recent? Like, was that, did that just happen to her? Or is this like something that happened to her a long time ago? I have no idea. I'd be curious about that. I'm curious about it. Um, And then... Okay, yeah, and then the Goop podcast has this person, Casper Turquiel, and yeah, he's the one that was saying, who am I accountable to? Where is my responsibility? What am I a disciple of? Um, and then she says, she, she, she's, it's interesting, because she'll say, who are we in relation to the people we love? And what kind of system could that build? As opposed to these imposed systems of patriarchy and capitalism, I've been a disciple of those, but I'm reminded that we belong to the people who love us and to the people we love. So I feel like at least she's like self-aware that she's like this like it just seems tool like the of people, capitalism. But the people that she loves, it seems, are like paternalistic capitalists. Yeah, because she's like, constantly... who does she love? That's so like, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't know because it seems like every. I mean, she she seems like she has a relatively eclectic group of friends, except it is like. I don't think she does. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I think her group of friends are like, I don't know who they are, but I'm sure they're like rich white women that are her age. Yeah. And well, and like Jay Z and Beyonce, allegedly, but I think they were more. They're not friends anymore. Friends. Robert Downey Jr. and her husband and her daughter and her mom. Her mom, yeah. So, yeah, it's like what I mean, we all are tools of the patriarchy into capitalism like you can't help but to be unless you're like a complete like radical like off the grid person which like none of us are no um so uh and maybe gwyneth is just like better at patriarchy and capitalism than the rest of us well she definitely is she definitely is um but it is interesting that she's at least posing these questions that 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 actually i mean i don't think that there's going to be any like you know, renouncing of material things or whatever, but like, uh, it is, um, Oh, this isn't about, this is not actually about that at all. This is just about like, this is just about like wellness. I think. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like patriarchy and capitalism are just sort of buzzwords that don't mean anything. It just means like bad stuff. I think, yeah, I think she just heard someone say those words. (laughs) I think so too. I mean, I don't think that there's any part. Look, wasn't she out there um, 
like, uh, what's it called? Like fundraising for, um, Rick Caruso. Caruso. Like she's not a, and she was a huge Pete Buttigieg person. Of course. And this week, I mean, this is my going to get to my best, but she's, um, like she's a investor and a in the face of airbnb now which is like one of the worst symptoms of contemporary capitalism Just ask che diaz yeah che diaz is a victim of airbnb actually well, che diaz is also uh uh taking advantage of airbnb yeah that's true i guess ask che diaz's neighbor that's the true victim exactly um oh that was the scene that i hated the most this week sorry to go back to and just like that but when Che's like when they give Che that giant beer and then they're like so why didn't this work out the first time which is such a rude question to ask and I don't think anyone would ask it but like Che would ask that so I felt like it was in character for Che to ask that and then they just like act like she's not there and like start holding each other and like crying (laughs) it was so funny because you see Che and Che's like I didn't work out the first time and then the camera just like pans to like a different angle and you see like big huge aiden and like little tiny sjp and like it's like their SJP own little... you keep doing this oh the initials i think that's just what people call her no one calls her s who's okay no i mean i knew who you were talking about this time <laughs> wait you really never heard that uh, her i've, heard, I've never before? heard i don't think i've heard anyone like in conversation just say sjp i SJP LTW it's just I don't know I I don't know if it's I'm I'm reading it or I'm hearing it but it's it's gotten into my consciousness okay all right I mean I knew who you met um but it's like then Che yeah disappear I almost thought it was gonna be this like this like surrealistic like we're gonna you know we're out in the void now with just Aiden and Carrie and like no one's there in the world and maybe I mean Che deserves to be like fucked next to because or like because that's what they did with um with them when they came over and with Miranda, Miranda or with the husband with the or husband, whatever. Yeah. yeah it would be into it. basically sexual assault. Um, but no, Che deserves it. But I also, I feel like all of these characters are just so selfish and weird. I just hate them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love them. I would just never just, I don't know. Like, if someone asked me a question like that, I would be like, oh, uh, I don't know, you know. I mean, it's like, unless you are a really good friend, but even then it's like two, like two people that just recently got back together that had some sort of breakup that you don't know about 20 years ago, it would be like so crazy to just casually be like why'd you guys break up because like you don't know what the answer is it could be a million horrible things well yeah and the answer is like she cheated on him and then married the guy so it's like really bad (laughs) i don't know but they always had i guess like an on again off again yeah she ran into him in dubai or where did they go on their vacation and sex in the city oh it was uh, abu dhabi abu dhabi she ran into him there I wonder if Che's gonna start dating again because I feel like Che was positioned as this like fuck Stun. boy, fuck person, yeah, who was like constantly hooking up. But we haven't seen. I mean, I guess they're living with their grandma now, so it'd be like hard to like. Well, they're going back. through a phase, a moment of self of change. Yeah, period of change. 
transformation. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's my best. You guys have all been waiting for it. This is the big news of the week. Um, what? Gwyneth's Airbnb sweepstakes slash scam slash contest slash Willy Wonka thing. Okay. Wait, what? Oh my goodness. You've I didn't been busy, know. You've been busy this week. So I'm, yeah, a couple days ago on Instagram, Gwyneth posted this. Loneliness is a human condition, but in the past few years, increased isolation and our lack of community has made our lives even more fragmented. Airbnb had the brilliant idea of doing something to make the world a little less lonely, which is why I'm inviting you to come stay at my Montecito guest house for a night. While we may begin as strangers, I hope we'll find connections and commonalities over a delicious meal. Lay by the pool. Go on one of my favorite hikes, and of course, you'll have a bathroom stocked with my favorite Goop products for a truly luxuriating stay. Book on August 15th at 10 a.m. Pacific at the link in my bio. Hope to see you soon. So at first I thought, okay, this is weird. She's running out her Montecito guest house. Like, it's it's obviously some like commercial for Airbnb, which it is. But then I'm like, well, it's going to be thousands of dollars like of course like so it's just gonna be, i don't know it's gonna be totally not within our grasps to do this and then i read a little deeper this is free this is open to any the first person to click on that link in bio and to to grab that spot they are going to be staying in gwyneth's montecito guest house for one night for zero dollars and i want it to be if it's not going to be me if it's not going to be you i mean i'll try I really want it to be some listener of Goop Yourself that does this. So Maybe everyone, wait, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I still don't really understand what this is, but I still don't understand what it is. There, you're going to get to stay in her Montecito guest house for a night and have dinner with Gwyneth and Brad out on the patio. Is it making more sense? I'm shocked. <laughs> And it's open Wait, to anyone. Where did she post this? On Instagram. In her stories? No, it was on uh I think it was a post. It's a post post. Oh, is this the one that starts loneliness is the human condition? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um there's something else. I don't I don't think you'll actually see her. Is it a human sacrifice? <laughs> I just don't think there's any way in hell she's like going to meet some random person on the internet and let them stay in her. Like, I just don't think that's really what's going to happen. Well, there's only one way to find out. So everyone who's listening to this, please go right now to your Google calendars, your iCals or whatever. Set a reminder for like 9.58 a.m. on, I'll read the date again, August 15th. And everyone is going to have to try to win this fucking contest. Maybe you'll get to see Gwyneth. Maybe you will be sacrificed in a blood ritual. Who knows? I, I think that the, I think it's all hanging on. I hope, I hope, I hope we'll be able to find connections and commonalities over a delicious meal. But I think it's unlikely that you will. I think if this works out and anybody gets this, I just like, I don't think you're going to like hang out with Gwyneth Paltrow. I feel like she's going to be really far away and there's going to be like a dedicated security team and then they're going to like sweep it for like bombs and stuff after you leave. Yeah, I mean, I think Kevin will meet you out like outside in a neutral location. Do you think you meet Kevin? I, I, Kevin or maybe her second assistant and then 
And then Gwyneth, you'll see her. I, I do think she's going to stop by and say hello and maybe have like a sip of wine and like. Maybe she'll answer, like Zoom. Answer the Zoom. <laughs> she'll answer a question. I do think, I think there will, there will be some pre-screening. I imagine that they're going to look at a bunch of people that signed up for this and then choose one person because like i i think unfortunately you and me are out of the running because we just have too much of a history we well yeah i mean it's like the same way we can't get them to like repost us on that fucking salad website of theirs like fuck them they know yeah they're we're blacklisted we've um you know we've dug our own grave no and I and they used to like us and then they stopped and there's nothing we can do about it and I don't know what it was that we said or did I could think of a few things but we love them oh whatever uh, but yeah it does it's not going to stop me from trying um you'll never get it but I would I would honestly feel deeply humiliated if I won and she'd be like so like every week you just like talk about me <laughs> and I'd be like yep Ugh, no, I, yeah, I don't want to ever, I never want to meet her. I'd rather tell myself. That's not true. <laughs> but I don't want to meet her. But I do think, I mean, this is a one-time thing. I think she's, she has to, she says, I hope we'll find, I hope we'll find connections and commonalities over a delicious meal. She's going to, that's actually going to happen. She's not going to eat the whole meal, but she will stop by and have a bite and a sip of wine and answer one or two questions. And then she'll be on her merry way. Maybe. I mean, but like, what is, I mean, so she's getting paid, obviously, a shit ton of money from Airbnb for doing this. And I guess Airbnb needs to like rebrand because they, they've had such like bad publicity in the past couple of years. Yeah. I guess that's what people this is. Murdered people or someone got like, there was that article, maybe it wasn't murdered. There was that article where like someone got like assaulted or something Oof. in an Airbnb. Um, so There's like of... security issues, I think, with like the keys and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. My last Airbnb experience was absolutely seamless. I was really impressed. I also think that everybody is like, and they're right, that now Airbnbs are as expensive as a hotel, except for you have to do everything for yeah. yourself. So it doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, the only, I mean, it, it makes sense if you're like in a big group and you want a house or you're in like a place where there just aren't any hotels. Uh, yeah. Like, unless you specifically want that for some yeah. reason, then it makes sense. But like, if you're just like going to stay somewhere, it's not like cheaper to go no. to Airbnb necessarily. I would always prefer to be in a hotel, but um, it was, yeah, when I was yeah. in Provincetown, there's only like one hotel there and it's not even close to the main drag. So it's like everyone stares, stays in like these guest houses or airbnbs mm. yeah uh all right well i can't wait to see what happens i can't wait to know who wins the golden ticket and whoever i mean regardless of your experience you're gonna get to like write a you know article on huffpo or whatever detailing it yeah or like make a youtube video or something or a medium piece. Did you ever read that thing that girl had sex with? Oh God, it's disgusting. I can't even talk about it. It doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. (laughs) There was that porn star named James Dean who then got canceled because he like sexually assaulted his co-stars. But he was like, um, he was like, uh had this contest where like he was like and you you can make a video with me or like a movie with me or whatever and i 
the girl who got it like wrote this that was I found out about it because I like read this girl's article and um she was like a like a like a struggling stand-up comedian in Washington DC and I think she thought it was gonna be like good because then she could write like a HuffPo piece about it or something and it was really sad was this before or after he was canceled Oh, way before it was okay. like around the time. I mean, it was it was definitely around the time he was like in that movie when he was like uh, with um, Lindsay Lohan, the Paul Schrader yeah, movie. when he was like when he was like at his like peak of yeah, like yeah. fame. And then, I mean, it was definitely around that. T- I think it must have been around that time. And then he was yeah, he was like about to like break through into like mainstream. Yeah, he was going to be the one then... who who finally did yeah. it. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. And now, I mean, Lindsay Lohan is the least problematic of all those people. Is she? I mean, I guess Paul Schrader, he's not probably, he's only problematic in the sense that like, it's Paul Schrader, but like no one holds it against him. What would they hold? What does he do? What? He just, just like, he, like, shit posts, he, like, like shit posts. Yeah. yeah. And like, is like, you know, he's from a different time. And wasn't it? It was... If there was, was Brett Easton Ellis involved with that. Was it his script? Did he write? He I, that sounds like something he would have done. Yeah, it makes sense. What was it called? The Canyons. I think Brett Easton Ellis wrote that. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah no, it, I mean it's called The Canyons. It has. It sounds like yeah, it must have been him. Uh, yes, he did write it. Uh, his I've said this last week, but his book is so good, and I they, I mean, when the strike's done and when everyone gets what they're owed. They need to make a limited series out of this. Oh, I know. They totally do. No, I love, I, well, I told you how I like listened to it. Like, cause it, oh, right. he, you was, yeah. cause I was in his, like he, when he was writing it, it was like every other episode of his podcast was, he was like reading a chapter of it. So it was great, but I, I should get it. I should read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to play the, um, the like rapist dad of his girlfriend's like sick, uh, assistant. <laughs> that's like um, really mean to him oh yeah it's like the failed screenwriter turned personal assistant yeah like in that hotel yeah that, that's i just read the the hotel scene the beverly hills yeah. hotel scene the other day it's really it's intense. so good oh, i know God. and then later i think it gets like very scary too. okay yeah no spoiler um no it's not a spoiler just like no. he's like a really good he's like he's such a good writer it like reading this book makes me like it's one of those books that I read that I'm like oh I want to write like literary thrillers <laughs> like well his like yeah he's just like he, he's so good with imagery yeah I love him and the language I mean he says over and over in this book how indebted he is to Joan Didion's writing style and you can tell it's like that like sort of like blase style but it's just so good it's so pointed though yeah um Okay, my worst is their new dress. I don't mm. this looks to me like a dress from Uniqlo. I some I don't understand why this dress is $525. I'm sorry. Like am I this is like a black sack. Have you seen the, their new dress? Wait, which was it in the Thursday newsletter? I don't know. They sent I think it was its own special email that oh, was email? like, "Hey, get our new dress." Oh, and the look. new dress is the Shannon dropped with tank dress. And I mean, whatever, I would definitely wear it. I, w- I wear stuff like this all the time. And I don't, I'm not trying to show my, 
you know, lack of sophistication or whatever here, but I just, I don't get why this dress is over $500. Um, I guess that's just what some things cost. It's just like, they can just charge with clothes. They can just literally charge whatever the fuck they want. Oh, here we go. Yeah. This is very, um, it's you, no one's going to get this reference, but this is something my next door neighbor would wear. (laughs) No one's going to get this reference. Um, Exactly. Like, it's like, so um, a, like a, a somewhat like former, a little hip, but now it's just sort of like a harried mom who's like driving to school. Um, and she lives in a little bungalow in Atwater Village and is not very friendly to her neighbor. And she's always seems like she's like doing something, but she like dresses in like a sack. Yeah, that's her. Like, I just don't. I know you could find this at Uniqlo for 60 bucks. Oh, for sure. But I guess it's like better made. Also, like, is this going in your capsule collection? Are you like, it's an investment piece or are you just someone who this is just, I don't get it. Fair out of size 14. Wow. Not very body positive. They're out of size 14, but they have all the other sizes. They have all the other sizes. Okay. Uh, all right, um, my worst. Okay, I'm gonna get a little Jen Guntery this <gasps> time, but my worst is Jean's misinformation about chemical sunscreen. This has gone far enough. Wow, Brian, I I'm, never thought I'd see it from you. I'm sorry, but like, they're they're just fear mongering with this. I, I get that they want to have mineral sunscreen. They're selling a ton of mineral sunscreens, and Jean has this thing that they have every summer i think they have it like literally every week in the summer is like the sunscreen guide it's like constantly sunscreen guide it's too much it's too much and they just keep emphasizing how toxic these chemical sunscreens are and so i'm like and i get it i've been i've fallen prey to this i use i use a combo like to, i don't know i have both of them i have some chemical some mineral whatever like sometimes if especially if you're like going to the beach like mineral always goes on too chalky it's yeah. like i've never had a really good one you unless, just it, well, no unless what unless it's too unless whatever super goop is oh yeah yeah the all the like there's some that are really expensive but if you just need if you need to slather something all over all over your body if you're going to the beach you're going to a pool and it's you know you you need to just have something easy and like if it i don't know i just feel like they're fear-mongering so much that they're just actually going to, like, prevent people from wearing any sunscreen. I think they are, too. Really which bad. is, like, dangerous and fucked up. Um, so, Jean, again, and Jean is no Gerda. Jean is not a scientist. She's just, like, reciting these things from, like, the um, environmental working group or whatever. Um, and even in Jean's, like, sunscreen guide, basically the only thing she can say. She says something about this um, this one chemical called oxybenzone which is the one that's like toxic for coral reefs or whatever. And I guess there's some evidence that like, maybe it could be like a little bit of an endocrine disruptor, but there's so many, I mean, there are like still like Hawaiian Tropic or whatever will have that stuff in it, but there's so many chemical sunscreens that don't even have oxybenzone in it. And they don't even talk about that. Um, And then, oh, and then they're like, oh, and you know, these chemicals can like absorb into your skin and your bloodstream, blah, blah, blah. So then I went, okay, so I was just like, oh my just, God, you're doing research. I'm doing research. I went to a very scientific journal called The Cut. Okay. <laughs> and they had an article 
that was just like, is chemical sunscreen really toxic? Like it's one of the, you know, the cut article. And no. So it says, first, it's important to note that the ingredients from both chemical and mineral sunscreens are absorbed into your skin. For a long time, mineral block was thought to be preferable because the ingredients, zinc oxide, et cetera, physically reflected light and weren't absorbed into your skin. But that isn't true. Everything, if you put something on your skin, a little bit is going to get in there. And then it says, um, finding something in the blood is not necessarily a bad thing because it's like things get in your bloodstream and then bloodstream and it says it delivers anything that needs to be filtered out to your liver and kidneys. That's literally what your liver and kidneys are for is to like filter out any whatever chemicals. Um, And then, uh, and then all these, I mean, it's that thing of like, people just automatically assume something that's a chemical is bad when that's not the case. Yeah. And I totally am with you. Oxybenzone is like a little sketchy. I wouldn't buy chemical sunscreen that had it in, in, in it, but, um, there's so many chemical sunscreens that don't have oxybenzone in them. And there's no evidence that any of these other chemicals are worse for you. And like the fact that zinc oxide or whatever also is absorbing into your skin, like it's fine. You're going to be fine. Regardless, if you love mineral sunscreen, if you love chemical sunscreen, everything is better than not wearing sunscreen. And I just, it's really annoying that goop like is refusing. I mean, maybe they'll do the same thing that they did with the retinol. And like, eventually they'll be like, Oh, here's a clean chemical sunscreen. Well, Oh yeah. They could definitely, I could definitely see that happening. Cause apparently there's some, there's some chemical that has been, um, and actually AOC, there's another three word initial for you. Okay. You've heard of that one. I've heard of that one. Um, she's big. Cause she's like a big sunscreen head. So like in Europe, in Europe, there's some chemical that's been like approved for 20 years. It's supposed to be really good. And it like barely absorbs in your skin. And it's like really like cancer preventing and all that stuff. But the FDA is just like dragging their feet on approving it in the US. So she's like Um. championing this new. So I could see like if this thing comes out, that's like a different chemical, then Goop could probably be like, oh, now this is a clean chemical sunscreen, blah, blah, blah. And maybe AOC will be on the Goop podcast. Wow, that's the matchup that we've all been waiting yeah. for. <laughs> um, uh, but Gene, I, I'm sorry, just Gene, like if this was Gerda or something, or like the new, who's the new one? Diane, John, Denise, John, I'd oh. at least listen. But like Gene, I mean, she's very talented in certain respects, but a scientist, she is not. That's correct. She's not a scientist. Um. So yeah, that was my um my little Gunter moment. Wow, that is trust the experts i'm shocked to hear you say it but i gotta say i do agree with you because like sometimes you just don't want your face to look like a fucking geisha i mean i just like i can't like well i just used that fake super goop that i got from uh what's it called cvs ralph's ralph's and it's great i mean like it's exactly the same yeah all right and um i don't know i love it what i can think I say? yeah either whatever you like whatever gets you to it's sort of like exercise like whatever gets you to do it do it you just need to wear it it really doesn't matter like the point is that you have sunscreen on not that you have like whatever that doesn't matter and also like all of their even their like quote-unquote like cheap mineral sunscreen that they sell on goop is like and it's a tiny like one ounce tube and I mean it always irritates my eyes 
Yeah, it is worse for your eyes for sure. It gets in my eyes and then I'm all fucked up. Just wear sunscreen. Yeah, just wear whatever you can. And wear like Hawaiian Tropic because it smells good. I know, but that one is the one that has the oxybenzone. But I don't even care about that. Yeah. I'm wild. But I'm a hypocrite because you won't, <laughs> you'll rather find me dead in a ditch rather than wearing um, aluminum deodorant. So there you go. Hey. Well, but aluminum deodorant, isn't there like some truth to that? I think, yes, I think so. I don't know if there is or isn't. I've been wearing um, natural deodorant for the last couple of weeks and I like it. I like it. I don't, I mean, not to be weird, but like if you eat like a relatively healthy diet, you're not going to smell that bad. I don't think that's true. I think it is. I'm not like an anti-deodorant. Like some people are like, I never wear deodorant because BO is like natural and like it's like pheromones and people want to fuck you if you don't, if you have BO and I don't believe that. But I mean, I don't think that eating clean means you don't smell bad or like don't have, don't, it doesn't. <laughs> like, mm. haven't you ever been to a yoga studio? Like those people fucking read. Yeah, but you don't know what they're eating. Well, what are you calling a clean diet? I'm like, if I drink alcohol if i eat like a lot of dairy if i'm eating processed foods for a couple of days i will notice maybe this is tmi i'll notice my bo is a little worse so and you've never I, met a vegan with bo at a yoga studio you don't know they could be eating fucking french fries fried in seed oil i think that that is classist oh wow but i also think that's not true everyone do a little experiment eat really clean for a few days don't wear deodorant and take a little sniff see what you find i think that bo is like a naturally occurring process and like the food that you eat has nothing to do with like the bacteria on your skin no if you smell bad it is a moral failure on your part is bo related to diet let's see try removing this on the Cleveland Clinic says. Oh, good, Mr. Will Cole. No, that's the other one. Oh, that's Mark Hyman. Yeah. Yeah. He says, "Well, I don't know. This is just like when they select a chunk of it and put it on the Google homepage because I'm not <laughs> going to do too much more research than this." But it says, "Try removing overly smelly foods from your diet, or pay attention to specific foods. Make your body odor worse." It just says, "Oh, if they make your body odor oh, okay. worse." Garlic, onions, and alcohol are a few examples of foods that make your sweat smell more unpleasant. So alcohol says, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Find ways to reduce your stress levels. Stress can cause aprocrine glands to activate. Mm -hmm. Um, This Allure article says cruciferous veggies make your BO worse. Oh, wow. But it also says that red meat, alcohol, spicy foods, and asparagus... Well, asparagus, that's not B.O., that's something P. O. else. P.O. Um, I think that you made that up, but I appreciate that you feel that way, so I respect <laughs> your personal feelings. Thank you. And that's what we're here to do, is just share our personal feelings. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My stress, I could see that, too. I feel like sometimes if I'm stressed... I will smell worse. You get the I stress know, sweats, I, yeah. I sort of split the difference. I was using like a real natural deodorant and I was like, Ugh, it like gave me a rash. So now Arm & Hammer has like an aluminum free one that's like 
I can't imagine it's really natural because it glides on like a fucking speed stick. Um, That's like the it, one that I use. It goes on really smooth. Yeah, but it doesn't have aluminum in it. Whatever. My saddest slash craziest, of course, is like, why do we talk to ourselves? I mean, I just think talking to yourself is just like a, a no-brainer for craziest, but it really it really was like a nothing of an article. It was like everybody talks to themselves, you know, in their head and hear the types of self-talk and when to interfere with it. It really, I mean, I sort of get it because I'm really bad at negative self-talk, but um, I don't think this goes deep enough to help me in any way. I just thought it was like, what? I was like, what is this? What are, What am I reading here? Yeah, I, this had a little like a promise to be crazy. So I, I put it on my craziest too. And it was a hypothesis and emerging research, which I'll always gets my little crazy antennas tingling. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's because also like, it says talking to yourself, but then it counts just like internal monologue as talking to yourself. And I'm like, well, ev- like everyone has an internal monologue. It's I think that's all they mean. I mean, I don't think they mean like walking around like muttering to yourself. <laughs> See, then it would be crazy because then I would. But that like that's literally talk. That's what talk, I when I think of talking to yourself, I think of someone at a bus stop who probably has schizophrenia, who's pacing around and talking to themselves. I don't think of just like a normal person with thoughts in their head that's not that's nothing that's literally life I think you know have you ever heard the phrase like negative self-talk yes 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 I kind of think that's what they're referring to here they're yeah and I I, think they're just making a big they're just calling it all talking to yourself talking to yourself because there's so they have they they list four types of self-talk self-management which is like oh what do I need to do today what time is my first meeting? Blah, blah, blah. Um, that I don't, that's one I feel like I don't really do. I just sort of fly by the seat of my pants. You know, oh, you don't make a plan in your head. I mean, I like, I, I love a routine. I, but I feel like I don't, I, my routine is ingrained enough that I don't even in my head, I don't verbalize it like that. Maybe I don't have as big of an internal monologue as I, as you may not. Do. I think Brian doesn't either. He, I was like, what's in your head? And he was like, nothing. Like I am constantly, I have like a constant running internal monologue and I know a lot of people don't. Mine goes in and out, I guess. I, there's definitely, I mean, I, if I'm like focused on something or if I'm totally zoned out, if I'm watching Real Housewives of OC. Sure. No you can, right. Like I'm, I think that I feel the same way, like in, in like moments of like extreme focus or just like, yeah, watching TV or like, turn, there are things you can do to like, turn it off. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess like if I constantly had a monologue in my head, well, and also like when you have thoughts, does does your internal monologue happen like in your voice? Like do you do you hear your voice talking or is it just like an like unembodied thoughts that are running through your head? I hear my voice talking to me. See, I don't think I hear I don't think I hear like the way I speak, I don't think it's my voice that I hear in my head. I think it's a a neutral voice. I hear a it's like sort of a combination, but it's definitely like me. It's like my voice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, and it's like, and I think it, and I think in like full sentences, 
Oh, okay. Like, I'm not one of those people who just has, like, abstract sort of thoughts and then it, like, comes out in a word. Like, I think out, like, before I say a sentence, like, I'm not doing it right now, but now I'm thinking about it. But, like, often, like, I think out the sentence I want to say before I say it. Oh, interesting. I think I do that if I'm, if I really want to make a very specific point that I don't, that I think I need to, like, figure out before I do it. But, yeah, generally, I don't, I don't do that, I don't think um so social assessment is uh when you're replaying oh that's what we were just talking about replaying a conversation or rehearsing what we plan to say to someone yeah um which there's no point in rehearsing what you plan to say to someone usually no because it never comes you out the really way you really have want. no idea what they're gonna do it's like improv yeah you can't really like you're the one because before I went to grad school for this I was gonna go for like psychology or something I was always gonna go for something but I really didn't want to I always wanted to do this so I'm doing this but um I took like one like intro class and the guy was like you know there's this idea of the object like the object is what is like the thing that exists in your mind. So you can be rehearsing a conversation with a person, they become like the object, but what they are is like your creation. So if I practice like telling you, Brian, something, I might imagine like a million different responses you would have, but your actual response would be something like I would never actually mm -hmm. like, I wouldn't know, you know what I mean? Like, of course there are like it's not like everyone is like completely wildly unpredictable, <laughs> but I can't like really like no matter how many times I practice it in my head, it's not how it's actually going to go basically. No. And like, if you are trying to like make a point to someone or like convince someone of something, the way to do that is to like, listen to them and respond to it. Cause if you just, if, if things are overly rehearsed, they're, they're going to tune out because they, they can see that, that you're not listening to them. Yeah, like they're at that point, like their input is irrelevant to you. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good point. Uh, and then we have self-reinforcement, which is like positive self-talk. Good which job. I've never done that. Yeah, I would love to do that. I should I've never been on, like I, good, get on that. I did good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. No, I didn't. And then the self-criticism, that's probably my number one. Stupid, stupid, you're stupid, you're such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. Why did I say that? Um, I definitely do that all the time on the tennis court. Uh, yeah. Both. Oh, if you saw me play tennis, like everyone would think I was a complete lunatic. Yeah, I know. Because I've seen you drive. So I know what <laughs> it's you It's 10 times worse. It's 10 times worse. I can't imagine it any worse. <laughs> then because you get so mad. Oh, Lord. <sighs> um when i play the on tuesdays when i play the there's always this like group of um lesbians that like book the court after us that are doing some like lesbian tennis clinic mm -hmm. and i get because they're just like gabbing away next to the court talking 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 and they seem really nice but like a little too nice like oh it's just like chill and then i'm like in my like intense mode and they're just like six feet away just blah 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 yeah and i I always, I sometimes give them a dirt. I don't like yell at them. I, because they're talking too close. Yeah, sorry, to it's a fucking tennis court. Like, be quiet. Have some respect. For the game. For the game, yeah. You, I people, guess I didn't know. I thought that you could talk on the tennis court. I mean, you shouldn't be, it, like, you're not, I mean, even if you see it, if you watch a 
professional tennis match, you're not supposed to talk during during the points. You can talk, you know. Yeah, no, I guess I just didn't think it was like a prof- I I I've seen it professional ones. They're quiet and like golf. Well, just because I'm not a professional doesn't mean I don't have the will or intensity of a professional <laughs> like i know professional golf you're supposed to be really quiet while they're playing but yeah. then and when real people play golf they're like riding around getting blackout drunk and there's like a bar cart coming around and like yeah. just like hanging out no so. i imagine i mean at country clubs and stuff i bet that there's like some tennis or like pickleball for instance like mm-hmm. where your people are just drinking and like blah 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 but in, on, on the public courts it's when it's tennis time it's tennis time all right, good to know. You heard it here first. Don't uh, talk near Brian. And I'll do, and that's what I'm gonna say. No matter how aggressive I get or intense I get, my negative self-talk is always a hundred times worse. So just know that. Do the lesbians know you hate them? I don't hate them. They just are like ugh. they no, just talk I, too much. They talk too much and they're right there because like usually if you're like if i let's say i book the court at 8 p.m and it's like 7 35 yeah i would stay and if i'm talking to someone i would stay let's say at least like 10 15 feet away from the court just to not disturb people yeah these women are literally hovering they're hovering like and it's like a half hour before they book the court yeah that's rude i think so it's like you're gonna get the court just like yeah we're off we're out at eight I will have emotionally depleted myself by eight o'clock. Yeah. Tears will be flowing. <laughs> Do you cry when you play tennis? I, I don't, I don't think I've ever cried. I've made someone cry when I play tennis. You what? Uh, Not since I was a teenager, but no, there was oh. this kid I was playing. I don't, I think it was at my, cl- I don't think it was a tournament. I think it was just like at the club. Um, And I beat him. I think I beat him like six love. And Is love fucking, zero? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he and that's, but you it was, didn't, it was you one of the happiest moments were, of my life but you didn't make him cry because you, you're yelling at him no 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 i made him cry because i beat him oh okay oh no well, i don't that's... make i don't i'm not mean to people i'm mean to myself and i yeah. i don't i don't scream i don't i never scream at people i scream at myself or as you know at the situation i'm not i'm not mad at you i'm just mad at no. the situation <laughs> exactly yeah uh maybe. classic um abuser talk maybe maybe not uh, I did get mad last night because this guy I play with, and I play with him all the time, but he was just a really bad sport about this certain point where he, he wasn't close to the point. His partner, we're playing doubles, his partner called our point in, our shot in, and then he overruled him, was like, no, that was out. And I'm like, you weren't even there to see it. So I did get, I did get angry at him. Mm. But it was really, I'm still pissed. It was really bad sportsmanship. Anyway, this is not a tennis podcast. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just like to hear the drama. And oh, I just, yeah. I, I was talking imagine. about negative self-talk. That's, yeah. 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 Uh, Alrighty. That was both of our craziests. What would you try? Oh, um, I would try this, like, tomato salad with ranch. Although I think this is an old recipe. Of course it's an old recipe. But I still think it sounds really good. A homemade ranch is chef's kiss homemade it's, ranch oh. with like good summer tomatoes that sounds really yep. nice and all those fresh herbs yeah i would love to try this so that's what i would try but yeah, will the, i i don't know probably not i mean what do you I have ranch and make... i have tomatoes but if i just like mixed like tomatoes and ranch in a bowl i think it would be disgusting it's, i mean i could see i mean it does sound refreshing but then if you actually think about doing it and like then it's like 
Brian's like, oh, Aggie, what, what are you making for dinner? And you say a bowl of tomatoes with ranch. He would, um, yeah, he would not move to like, New York with you. <laughs> he'd no, stay he'd put. Like, I'm, I'll stay put. Um, no, it would be insane. And I would never do it. Cause like sometimes I, cause I would on a hot summer night, I sometimes would probably just be like, oh, I'll have some like hummus and like crackers or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, John deserves a full meal. I get very domestic. So um, I would never, I would never Brian? just have hummus and crackers for dinner. Oh yeah. Brian and I really fend for ourselves. You do. That's interesting. With most of what we eat, we don't, we rarely will like make, cook something for both of us. Yeah. So yeah, John just would, I mean, he doesn't, he wouldn't cook. So it'd be like, it'd be like me making some elaborate meal for myself and then John getting like Burger King. <laughs> I mean, we've definitely had nights like that, but also like, um, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So this simple summary dinner article was published July 7th, 2022. This must've been one of Caitlin's so last, bad. um, last articles before she got the big pink slip. Caitlin's last hurrah. Uh, the thing I would try, I mean, all, the the tomatoes sound good. Salmon is, I mean, salmon, salmon. Um, farro salad with corn. I could do without that. That looks boring. That looks a little sweet, greeny. Um, but that nectarine and blackberry crisp looks yeah. really good. It does look really good. And the recipe is like for with gluten-free flour, but you could just use regular flour. Just use regular. Come on, who are we kidding? I might, I was going to make cornbread this weekend because I have like some cornmeal. Everybody's making cornbread right now. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. But I mean, I feel like cornbread is on trend. Yeah. Uh, But I think that happens every summer because people like like blueberry corn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to make a simple skillet cornbread with them and then just like slather butter and honey on it. That sounds really good. This is the point of the podcast where I usually get really hungry. <laughs> I know. I just booked a haircut. I don't know. Why, like, I don't know why I just made that announcement, but wow. I did. Wait, did you make the appointment while we were talking? I did. Wow. I know. I'm sorry. Multitasker. No, it's great. I am multitasker, I know. It's one of the um, symptoms of ADHD. Of ADHD, I know. But I I, I feel like, because usually um, afterwards I'm like ravenous, but today i'm gonna have to like run it look at my no haircut. i get it hey mm-hmm. everyone close to me in my life has adhd so i'm used to it there you go uh um, all right what would you buy i would buy I, th- I know i've said this before but i really do think i will probably end up buying the goop glow flower acids resurfacing toner um i think i'm like i'm running low i've had two i've been going back and forth between like a hyaluronic like rice toner and like a more traditional whatever like AHA or whatever toner and I think I'm just gonna have like one toner you know New York knew me one toner it's a one toner town (laughs) and like I can't have I'm not gonna have as much room for all my fucking shit I don't I'm not gonna have like a massive counter for my crap and as I run out, I'll, as I run out of my toners and all my things and I start to, you know, rebuild, I think I'm just going to go for one. And I think I'll just go with my favorite 
beauty line goop glow i mean you're gonna have a little tiny cramped bathroom yes. you're not gonna have your big walk-in you know him and her sink giant jacuzzi we don't have him in her sinks, but we do basically we've like developed having like him and hers just like full bathrooms. Like my bathroom is like like I have like the one in the bedroom and it's just like all my stuff. And then Brian just uses the other one. So mm. I will miss it. Yeah, that's actually quite a luxury to have uh two bathrooms. Oh, it's a huge luxury. I mean, it's a luxury in LA to have this much space. Yeah. So it's like definitely New York is, I'm not a, you know, whatever, but it's just, it's going to be an adjustment for sure. For sure. Uh, I don't even think I use a toner. I use like that um, Korean snail extract serum. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that's not a toner. Mm. It's a serum. It's a serum. Um, okay. So I know I talked a big game about chemical sunscreen, but I would buy Megan, of course is tempting me into buying this new, brand new hot off the presses on goop mineral sunscreen it's called mm -hmm. fora f-o-r-a-h it's in like this bright yellow tube it looks really cool um it's 47 dollars, but it's just for your face so i feel like it might last for a while and... well wait don't you already use sunscreen that's just for your face you don't use anything that's just for your face oh no i do i just don't have anything as nice and fancy as this I use oh. the, um, in the morning, I use the Alba, you know, the one at Whole Foods, Alba Organics or whatever. Oh yeah. It's a chemical one. Uh, I put that on. So I put that on in the morning and then in the afternoon, if I'm going out to play tennis, I will slather myself in just like Neutrogena mineral sunscreen and just look like a pasty albino. I'm telling you go to Ralph's and get that super goop one. It's okay. exactly the same. Um, maybe I'll do that instead of this. It's really good. Uh, but I just I just want to read a little bit of Megan's prose because oh, it's please, so beautiful. Please. All right. I'm determined to look like a surfer. Sun-darkened skin, floaty ocean-crinkled curls, the subtle poise of someone who rides waves. Even though the ocean, as wondrous as it is, octopuses, the most incredible creatures in existence, are stirring around down there after all. Freaks me out to such an extent that I rarely even get in. Wait, she has an M dash and a parentheses? That's a lot, Megan. Um. Instead, I bask with a great book, spin cartwheels in the sand, or gaze out at the waves, always smoothed down in this magic mineral sunscreen from Fora. It melts in invisibly, and I mean invisibly, vanishing into a dewy botanical scented sheen, and it's loaded with skin-boosting organic sea buckthorn, cold-breast jojoba, and sweet almond oils to counteract the sun's moisture-leaching tendencies. The 100% recyclable yellow tube is casually cool and somehow so surfer. Because it's mineral sunscreen, the only clean sunscreen, wow, propaganda much, the active ingredients are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. It's safe for coral reefs, people, and my beloved octopuses. I keep a tube on the mail table by our front door and smooth it on my face and body, not to mention my two-year-olds, before heading out. My husband now puts it on too, and even my 70-year-old mom, who's slowly coming around to the idea that sunscreen is a must, even if you're someone who's ar who already keeps to the shady side of the street, is seduced by the cute tube and skin-smoothing results. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I still don't think it's not, I still don't think she's gene level, but she's getting there. She's, especially she's getting at the there. end, especially at the end there. The sentences are a little, they're a little long and they're a little busy. There's, I mean, if you read them too, there's tons of commas, 
tons of m dashes too many print. i i get it because i feel like i have those tendencies as a writer too to like make sentences long and sort of try to cram everything in um Jean is like a generate like a once in a generation type of talent I think like her right she's like such a good writer like yeah, she's she, the, she's the Jay Peterman of of our time I mean it's like if she wasn't writing copy I think she'd be like a novelist oh yeah 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 what's so effortless with I mean maybe because she had that like magazine training that Condé Nast training that they just like beat into you maybe. I don't know uh, it's a different thing but like she's she's a really good writer for real it's just she's writing about like skincare or whatever but like she makes you it's like she's like Bretty Sinellis like Bretty Sinellis will like make you like smell the blood in the room or whatever she makes you like feel like you can imagine it's so like sensual her writing like you can absolutely like you can like feel and smell these products the way that she writes about it it's um and it's not just like she always like sort of like couches it in a weird aspirational story like about meeting a glamorous person or being at a glamorous party or something like that but it's like she really is writing about these products in a way that is like i mean beautiful and it's not just like an ad like she's just very talented yeah it never feels like she's phoning it in it feels and it never feels um like frivolous like some beauty writing obviously i don't know it seems like there's depth to it which sounds silly but like yeah imagine brett easton ellis as a beauty writer he'd be so good oh he'd be so good it would just be like american psycho (laughs) oh that's true yeah Um, Uh, well i got my um weekly email from silver lake wine telling me which wines to buy today so one of the things that i'm the most sad about is like when i lived in east hollywood slash los villas area there was i used to get like silver like wine delivered to me all the time and during the pandemic there was this poster artist that like works with them sometimes and he like sent out this poster that said wash your hands and it was really cute and i lost it in the move and Mm. i would really love to have it and i'm thinking of buying a print of it oh yeah but it would be a fun little um reminder of that tumultuous time that's why I think I was just kind of like lost it because it was a bad memory of a bad time, but I really like the poster. Now I kind of wish yeah, I still yeah. had it. I don't think I got that one, but I have definitely gotten a poster from them from some delivery that was, yeah. I forget. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I like that. That store's great because they, they have such great wines and they're just not pretentious. It's not like super expensive. And it, yeah, there's always stuff that is under a ton of stuff under $20, a lot of stuff under $15. Yeah. Um, They do. They definitely train the employees to do like the Trader Joe's thing where they have to like compliment or like ask you like every time I go in there, they say, what are you gonna do this weekend? Yeah, <laughs> which I don't mind, actually. I mean, I guess it's because they're like selling you like a box of six wines or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, yeah, are you having yeah. a party? And you're like, no, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I just need this. But you know, I haven't been to Silver Lake Wine in a long time, and I'm sure there's a good um, wine. Place. Oh well, by NYU. Well, I'm Aster probably... Aster Place Wine and Spirits is one of the best wine and spirit stores in the country. It's amazing. Okay, I'm sure there's something good on the Upper East Side as well. 
Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, no good wine on the Upper East Side. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's not my, but okay. All right. All right. Well. Well, okay. So we're going to take a break after this. Okie doke. Right? Uh, or no. I think we have one more week. Yeah, or no? Yeah, no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I'm this, well, this is our last main feed one for a little while. And then it's going to be the Patreon and then I think we're going to take like a couple weeks off and then we're going to yeah. be back. Like maybe figure out a new sketch, figure out a new sketch. Actually. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, have a great weekend. Stay cool. Bye. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 